0: Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the first, well, not first episode of WLPR. It's the first newer episode of LPR. Um, This is your girl, Q, and hopefully I have Mo on hold. Mo, you there? Hey, I'm here. Okay, so... Uh it's been a while since we've spoken face-to-face or even on the phone or even on the show. So first of all, thanks for uh, doing this with me. It's been a while. You, you were part of the earlier version of the show, and uh, it's great to have you back. Awesome, awesome. Excited to be here. Yeah. So um, there's a number of things we could talk about. So we can talk about the camel in North Philly. We can talk about... <laughs> Uh, We could just talk about things in general, our business stuff that we have going on So uh, let's just see where the night takes us So let's start off with what everyone's talking about Uh, Now for those of you who are listening or who will listen later There was um, a mother in North Philly whose son went to the prom And um, she gave the most epic send-off uh, she gave him a, 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 a trip to Dubai except in North Philly so she brought Dubai to Philly so she had sand she had a camel how many cars did she have again was the three
1: there were three cars three dates
0: It was a lot a camel we, we have to reiterate the fact that there was the camel. a camel in North Philly mm-hmm. I mean honestly if I had a camel I wouldn't need the three cars but you know yeah. I was just wondering. Yeah, I just was done <laughs> I mean,
1: well, you know, where I'm from, we don't even do prom send offs. So like this is like the idea of having a party for your prom send off was already more than a notion for me. So the camel and the sand and the stuff in the middle of the hood was a little different for me for sure. Absolutely different for me for sure. And she's been on a bunch of news outlets and radio and sort of talking about the story, which, you know, has generated a lot of publicity. She's a business owner. So ideally that generated, you know, some traffic towards her business. So if that was the goal or if that was part of the goal, hopefully that was accomplished. Um, I think it drives me to a greater point about how we spend the money that we get and what we spend it on um, in terms of what can create generational wealth for our families and and what can create a great show for a day. Um, and it, it's a balance, I suppose. Well, you know what I mean?
0: Well, yeah. I mean, from what I understand, her business is very, very successful. So, um, and some more background information. Apparently her family went through a lot of tragedy, like, uh, her son's father was murdered. Um, there's, I think there was a cancer survival that that took place. And mm-hmm. there's a number of things that she did it to um, counterbalance in his life. Uh, so I get mm-hmm. that part, you know, us as mothers, we do want to make sure that our children are happy um, regardless of what tragedy they may have gone through. However, however, One must question um, financially if that was the wisest decision. Now, let's bring this back a little bit. We as black people, we are consistently being checked for how we spend our money. So it could have been a camel. It could have been a pony. It still wouldn't have been right in the eyes of many people simply because she's a black mother living in North Philly. Um, North Philadelphia, Mm -hmm. uh, coincidentally, is no longer quite the hood. There are some buildings, some houses that I used to play in front of in North Philly, they're going for like a quarter of a million dollars. Absolutely. So there's that aspect um, as
1: well. Um, right. I think there's that. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that I get why she did it. Like I understand her rationale behind it. Um, and I think that's kind of the balance. Like I get why she did it. As a mom, I get it. Um, Also, but as a, as a, parent, as a teacher, as a person who looks at the things that impact our community, I also am like, so was there a different way to do it, a better way to do it? Um, Maybe a different choice to make. I don't, you know, purport to make my choices, somebody else's choices. So I definitely understand, you know, as a mom, she does what she needs to do and what she feels like is best for her. Um, I just kind of, for me, it's something that is Way beyond the scope.
0: And then money aspect aside, decision making aside, he also had numerous dates. Now, sadly enough, that is what bothered me the most. Because it's, it's essentially co-signing on the culture that black men really shouldn't settle, settle down. Now, I'm not saying that he was in line to marry any of these women. However, it's flaunting the ability Black black men to just consistently Have numerous women and never Be questioned
1: Um, You know what I looked at that completely differently Um, Now As more information comes out One of the girls from what my understanding Was his actual girlfriend um, And the other two Girls you know were friends Or family friends or whatever And the girlfriend is older so I'm under the impression that she couldn't attend The prom with him
0: um, uh, that said, my prom date was much older than mine. <laughs> than me. Well, and I'll say this: I had a few based people. On where he goes who, to school, yeah,
1: well, based on where he goes to school, I can can assume that there are some rules around that because um, he goes to a mastery school, and they sort of have rules about like who you can bring and you know that sort of thing. I mean, it's very different now than I think when we were in school. I mean, but when I was in school, I couldn't bring the person I was seeing to prom because he had already graduated. And that was like the rule where I was. So I think that, you know, sometimes that's a varying thing. I'll say this, though. I didn't look at it that way because I didn't look at, even when I went to prom, the person I went to prom with was not somebody I was seeing. And I don't look at necessarily a date to mean that you get to, you know, that you have a variety of women. I think that I look at it as a, a date as a date. And I think sometimes we sort of project so much more onto what a date is, and I think a date is just a date. And sometimes we have to remember that it's just a date you just went out with somebody to get to know them better or whatever the case may be, however you want to describe it. But I think that, you know, for me, eh, the three dates was a little much. But I okay, that was essentially the, the point that I was a, trying
0: to that I was trying right. to go with because like, yeah, it's different if you're dating three different people, at three different time like that's what dating is for. But to flaunt having three women on your arm in such a luxurious way, it, it just really rubbed me the wrong way because women aren't exactly respected as it is.
1: So yeah, no, I mean. I agree. My son can't have three dates. Um, but I also, I guess I kind of didn't look at it that way because I also think about like the girl who's going to the prom who doesn't necessarily have a date. Nobody really asked her. And so, you know, her guy friend asked her to go with him and his date so that she's not going by herself sort of thing. Those sorts of, those are the other things that I think about that I, you know, sort of, it didn't, I didn't look at it in the same way. I think if he was 30 years old, I would be like, okay, seriously. Clearly, you might want a polygamous relationship, which may be, you know, your thing. I know people who that's their thing, but um, I think. Clearly, oh, there are too, plenty of people where that's their thing. <laughs> yeah, like a, a clear thing that they're very honest about. I I also am okay, more okay with the fact that we're not hiding that we have three dates. We have three dates. We're going with three different girls and, and all three know it because we're all three there. Um, we're not like sneaking in with this date and sneaking around with that date. Um, I think some of it, you know, some of the thing that thing that bothers me the wrong way about men flaunting having multiple women is that none of multiple women know about each other. So you want to have multiple women but you don't want to be honest about those multiple women. Um whereas in this case with this boy and I think in the larger scale of men who are like okay with having multiple women if you're honest about that, then you're making a choice to be a part of that. The woman is making a choice to be a part of that as opposed to, you know, sort of unwittingly being a party to a multiple dating situation.
0: Mm, I think ultimately what rubs me the most the wrong way is that mom is like, here, here's these three girls. Take them all out at the same time. I'll pay for everything. It's perfectly okay for you to do this, just because you're young, and to set that standard at such a young age to look at women as a number, I, and and for mom to be okay with that, for mom to co-sign off on that is is really what bothers me. Oh no, I definitely get it,
1: that. It, I definitely get that because everybody has been the girl who thought that his mom liked you and then found out that mom knew that he had four other girlfriends, two other girlfriends, that you were just one of multiple and you had no idea. And everybody's been that girl who was like, oh, I thought she was cool.
0: Well, it it goes beyond that because if mom, right, because if mom okays it, then that starts the behavior early on that, all right, well, you know, I really don't have to sit down and really think about what I want to do. I could just go do it
1: that's a, a commonplace mindset of people of that age in the first place. I think their, their, their age group is so very fluid in the way that they do things. It's very different from what I remember it being when I was that age. Um, that I think that even, and and I'm sure social media has something to do with it. Um, you know, a variety of things, but they're so fluid and. This one is dating this one, and now we're not. And now I'm interested in this type of, you know, maybe sexual orientation, and now I'm interested in that. And everything is so very, like, fluid And that parents become so permissive of everything because, you know, everything seems so fluid. It's just kind of the way things are that, you know, I think as parents, we have to be very cautious that we are not – co-signing and permitting things that we don't want to be a lifestyle choice for our children forever because we're trying to let them be kids and I think that may to your point about that being like your greatest concern I get that we don't want to be as parents permissive of things that we don't want our children to you know carry out long term
0: right but it, and it, and it, the funny thing is, it looks like that this uh, whole prom send-off has actually started a big war. Like, I've seen people literally attack other people on, online over it. It's, it's actually pretty fascinating to watch it unfold because it doesn't affect any of us, like, directly. I don't even live in, in Philadelphia. I don't live in North Philly. Like, it's not something that remotely affects me. So for me, it's literally just a case study of, you know, well, here's some money that this parent could afford to spend on her child, and this is how she chose to spend it. And that's the long and the short of how I see it. And, you know, the whole dating thing and, and the numerous dates and the numerous cars mm-hmm. and honestly, you know. it's it, But it's funny that people who are so far removed from the situation – Take it so personally, which is why I had to bring up the fact that us as black people were consistently checked with how we spend our money. I think
1: that, and I agree with that, I think that as black people in in general, one of the things that when you study sort of the psyche of black people and the generational trauma that we sort of pass down to one another Generation from generation, and then the things that we do to one another. Um, one of the things that we consistently think about is what one black person does. We feel is a representation of all of us, and therefore, someone doing something and it becoming, you know, a a you know something of public knowledge. We feel like is representative of every one of us. And so then we become invested in it as if it was us um, because we feel like our representation is hinging on this one person and the things they do. So this one parent chose to make one choice for their child, which to many of us may be outlandish, but no more outlandish than other people who make other choices that for their children that don't make sense to us necessarily. However, we as black people look at this one black person who is now sort of getting some, gotten some national fame for this choice that she made for her child, and we look at her as a representation of all of us. That's not an accurate statement, but we feel that. And so then we become so very invested in whatever side of the coin you fall on because you feel like in defending her or speaking against it, you're representing yourself when you do so. Um, and that is a cultural thing that has a lot to do with generational trauma in the way that we um, as black people have sort of developed in life in America um, since slavery. That sort of, it's been a thing. This is what we've done to one another. Um,
0: and it's not well, I mean, part of it, it is also some people outside of, of uh, the black realm, not just black culture, but race, because, you know, they're all different things. Um, they do honestly view Black people just based on the negative or what they uh, perceive as negative uh, views of Black people. So there's literally Mm -hmm. someone sitting there watching the news saying, see, this is why Black people are poor. That's not Black. Yep. So it's not just us looking at ourselves. It's really a ripple effect of everyone else looking at us and saying, see, this is why Black people are in the situation they're in now. Mm -hmm. It
1: absolutely is. It absolutely is. And that, so so to your point about why people are so very invested, that's why. Um, that's why people become so very invested in their point, in their, you know what I mean, on their side of their, you know, decision. Because just like there are people who are vehemently opposed to the money that was spent and they don't get it and why would you do that? this woman had strangers buying her Pandora bracelets because they loved everything that it represented about how much she loved her child. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they saw it from a whole different perspective. And we, as a rule, we generally speak from our own, you know, locus of understanding. We speak from what we get. And so, you know, they, they're speaking from their own, you know, their own stance, their own frame. You know what I mean? What, what, What they would do if they were able to do such a thing for their child, they would want to do it. But I think that going back to um, a point that was actually made to me earlier, um, I know your listeners don't necessarily know, but I'm a school teacher. I teach fifth grade. And it's, you know, the end of the year and it's move up day time, right? So I'm not a big proponent of move up day, fifth grade graduation. You can't graduate from the fifth grade because you can't stop going to school. It's my own personal thoughts on it. However, because it's their last year at the school that I teach in, we're having a move-up ceremony. And we're talking about, you know, why we do move-up day. And a parent was saying to me, I really want my child to participate because this may be the last ceremony or celebration that their grandmother may see them participate in. Meaning that, you know, their grandmother may pass before they finish high school. Um, or, you know, may pass before they finish the eighth grade, for that matter, depending on the age. Or whatever else life situation may happen. And so, because they're, they, they are looking at time as a finite thing, and they're looking at, okay, I may not be here for the next big thing. Let me make this the next big thing. Um, and so, they kind of, you know, go all out and make a huge deal over things that some of us may think. Are minimal and small and we really shouldn't we should celebrate but we should you know celebrate at the level of the accomplishment that the accomplishment warrants Um, and that conversation with that parent sort of opened my eyes to a different way of thinking about it now doesn't necessarily change what I would do for myself but I get it and I understand in a different way why people maybe go over the top for things that we feel like are like
0: why did you do that that's too much See, I never, growing up, I never really had any big celebrations, if that makes sense. Like, what's, what's the big birthday? What's the, turning 16? didn't have a sweet 16. Right. It was literally, you better go get your license so you have a license. And that was that. And so for me, graduations never was a big thing. What it did signify was the end of that type of learning experience. So for middle school, at like for the end of middle school, I went to Masterman, which is vastly different from Kappa because that's where I went to high school. So I went from a mentally gifted middle school to an artistic high school, and the experiences were vastly different. Now, they were much better than the previous school I went to. I went to a regular neighborhood school for half a year after moving um, out of the suburbs back to Philly. So the end of that type of learning if that makes sense. Mhm. So and I think the, graduations, go ahead. So graduations weren't were an evolution. It wasn't, "Oh, this is going to be the last time." No, I I I saw it as this is the end of this type of experience that I'm I'm, I'm ever going to have. Right. right. And
1: I think that we have to be cautious because those of us who sort of, you know, come from that whole like sort of we, we're more academics than not. I mean, you know, I just like you was in a mentally gifted program. Now I went to public school, but I was in West Virginia. We don't have charters and we don't have special admits. We just have school. and we have gifted programs that you get sort of shipped off to during the day. So I did the same thing, and like you know, I graduated from undergrad. I graduated from high school. I graduated from undergrad. Uh, I graduated from grad school twice. I actually never walked in any grad school graduation because, for me, it was more about I finished what I needed to know. I don't really care about walking across the stage and getting a certificate. I don't, I don't have my degrees hung up on the wall anywhere. Like they're not, That's not significant to me. The knowledge I gained while I was there doing what I was doing and doing the work, that, to me, is more significant. But because I do what I do now, I think about the fact that, for some children, it is a significant accomplishment to even have made it to fifth grade to eighth grade. Some of them, from even a social perspective, it's significant that they are able to make it to to ten and eleven and twelve years old um, which is a sad reality of what um some of our students in philadelphia and and many urban centers experience, but for them it's like okay i shoot I lived to be 12 and I haven't been to jail yet and I, you know what I mean I've never been arrested and I actually made it to the end of here and I didn't fail out and they're letting me go to the next school and it's a huge accomplishment to them um, I like to temper that and say you know I still want you to have your mindset on the goal that is You know, the major goal, but at the end of the day, this is a baby step towards that goal. And some folks, when they feel like the next step may not come, they celebrate it. I think this is the same thing that people have been saying about people having these elaborate baby showers and people having really elaborate like um, promposals. And things
0: like that. These prom, send up, um, yep, these, prom, yes, these prom send-offs and everything like that. Because uh, someone did post this, and, it, and it, I posted this in a group, and it really upset a few people. But uh, someone posted that uh, the reason why these big prom send-offs started happening is because in the black community, marriage is so rare. This is the closest right. thing that you're going to have to celebrating any type of relationship. I've seen that. I mean, I've seen people have huge prom
1: send-offs. They do proposals, and then when it's time to get married, they go to the justice piece, and they show up, now you're married, which is fine. Whatever it is you choose to do with your wedding and the money that you choose to spend is, of course, everyone's decision. But because it's less, it's happening less and less, and not in the black community as a whole, because I don't want it to, to kind of purport that idea that, black people are not getting married because that's not necessarily an accurate statement, but in poorer communities, people are less likely to get married than um, in more affluent communities. And in poorer communities, people are more likely to have a baby first and then get married um, if they do get married. And so we're seeing these very elaborate celebrations that are, For things that people normally would be like, why are we doing all of that? Um, And then to add to that, social media has made it so that people want to then one-up the next thing they saw. You know what I mean? It was never, I think for me, it was never in my mindset that people would essentially propose for people to go to the prom. Like, why would you do that? I didn't understand that. But because somebody has done it, and then it went viral, now, everybody does it. (laughs) I mean, I don't get it. I don't need all of that and if somebody propose my son is not prom posing to anyone. And you ask the girl you're dating or some girl that's your friend and you say, Hey, do you want to go to the prom but we're not having these elaborate, you know, uh showings, we've invite we we made everybody come out in the hallway and we're gonna have, you know, song and dance. Listen, it's too much to me. That's maybe that's me being old, but it's a little too much to me. However, I think that social media has made it so that now you feel like that's what you have to do. So rather than it being like some one-off that somebody did, now the one-off thing becomes the norm because now everybody knows it because now it's, it's you know, viral on social media. And I think now we're seeing people do things that they wouldn't normally even think of because it's viral on social media.
0: Social media, I, uh, <laughs> it's gotten quite a few people in quite a predicament. Like a lot of the drama that I've experienced have actually come from people having access to me through social media. Like I, you know, you know me, I'm very connected to the people I'm connected to. And then those I'm not, I'm just not. Um, so either you know how to get in contact with me or you don't. And then there's social media where you can get in contact with everyone.
1: Yes. Had an interesting situation on social media today. Um,
0: uh, I me, wasn't sure if we were going to go ahead and discuss this. We can go there. <laughs> Let's
1: go there. So, Oh, goodness. Um, I, like you, am pretty visible on social media. I have a great number of, social, of, of contacts and friends. And I don't generally, I have not to this, I generally don't block people, and I generally do not lock my pages down. My, you know, my Instagram and my Facebook, my Instagram up until about two weeks ago was unlocked. My Facebook is not. I don't block a ton of people. However, some people take that as a license to then communicate um, when they sort of should know better. Now, while I may not block you, yeah. doesn't mean that you're supposed to talk to me. Um, so, <laughs> I, you know, for those who are listening, so uh, your Just host. Just so you know, we have a minute I, and
0: thirty seconds left.
1: So go ahead and quickly oh, uh, summarize. Okay,
0: so your host <laughs> and
1: I have a mutual friend that is my ex-husband, and my ex-husband decided today to um, comment after I commented, and. uh sort of say hi to me on a post of somebody else on social media. Now we're not friends, I have blocked him, but he he tends to um make himself visible on social media on occasion. Um I don't mind it but I also, you know, find social media to be interesting. An interesting way to connect with people that you really would not talk to otherwise. Yeah, that was awkward. that was funny that was that was that was funny i sort of expected it to happen but i was like i wonder if this person is really going to go there yep they did yep they did
0: all right we should probably Um, pick this up maybe another night this week because we're down to 20 seconds so let's sign off quickly this is q you can follow me at crazy info on twitter or on the website and mo Hey, this is Mo. You can follow me on Educated Ivy on pretty much every
1: social media outlet.
0: Well, uh, thank you for tuning in to the return episode. We're going to clean it up, and we're going to—we will be back. This felt good, right, Mo? Sounds good. Love it. All right, so it's done recording. So yeah, that felt good and quick and natural, right? Yeah. How's it, how's it feel? It was like
1: faster than I expected. Listen, it was cool.
0: (laughs) It was cool. I like it. I just got to get Anthony in a, oh my goodness. I, I, oh Jesus. That was not, I did, I was hoping that he did not comment directly to you. And he he went right in. Right in. I had to block,
1: had to lock my Instagram because he went back for over a year and liked 60 or 70 pictures on my Instagram two weeks ago, like two or three weeks ago. I was like, this is not happening again. Are you serious?
0: Don't you know better?
1: And then Crystal was funny because she was like, now you know better.
0: I hollered. Wow. Uh, I guess that that behavior was how he ended up marrying his ex-wife twice, right?
1: Child, who knows? Don't care. Don't get it. Maybe, maybe, listen, he always thought that the get-back was possible. That needs to be what we talk about. Men who think that the get-back is always possible. Okay, that so that could be our next episode. A That's the next topic. Yeah, because the men with the get-back is interesting, especially because now it's Hey Stranger season. It's hookup up season.
0: That's, and you know what? I was wondering, so what happened was, there is someone I've known from, damn, what, the, the MySpace days? No, friends. Oh, God. Anyway, yeah, way back, way back. So we've stayed friends on social networks, and he'd do something like express interest. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Prove it, and then he would fall off again. Well, yeah, he did the whole, hey, what's up? I'm like, you kind of snapped out on me last time we spoke because you told me what another woman said, and I told you my opinion. You essentially instigated in an argument, flipped out on me, and then bounced. And now you want to say, hey, stranger? Oh, I was going through some stuff. Yeah, you're always going through some stuff. stranger
1: season. It's called It Is Warm. Let me see how many weekend hookups I can make happen. Because, you know, there's cuddle buddy season. That means you must actually like them. Right now it's like, hey, stranger, I've quit whoever I was dealing with in the wintertime, and now it's free time to hook up. Let's see what the summer brings. That's kind of like, that's what it is right now. The Hey Stranger has been crazy for me.
0: Oh, wait. Crazy. We haven't spoken. Wait, so that, I told you the story. I remember when I first bought the house in Sharon Hill, Um, not too long after mm-hmm. I bought it, a, a, I ran back into a video game buddy and um, we hung out and he expressed interest and I, just, I was blindsided by it. So he Mm left and then went home. When he went home, I got text messages from his phone. I thought it was his phone. It was his girlfriend's phone. And she's like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm just a friend. Like, nothing has ever happened. She's like, oh, are you the one who did X, Y, and Z with him? No. All I've ever done is play video games with him. We've never touched, never done anything. So after I buy this house, the same thing happens. We Like, he... Our our mutual friend of ours just got out of jail, and he called me um, when he was in the area. So when he called, we chatted briefly, and um, I was like, yeah, yeah, we should play catch-up. So we speak and text, um, and it was very light, like nothing, you know, aggressive or, you know, coming Mm -hmm. on to me or anything like that. But then I get a call at 2 o'clock in the morning from his girlfriend.
1: Are Excellent. you living
0: it? At- no, I'm not. Yeah. So yeah. Well apparently this time he Stop. moved out or whatever and he's like, Hey, I wanna see you and I'm like um... <laughs> Girl. I've never had to block so
1: many people in the last like three weeks. Black jeans, remember him? So you <laughs> got married. Yes. It's some time ago. You got married. And he would always try to keep in touch Because he lives up here And he would do stuff That was crazy enough that I felt like I had to continue communication Because I didn't want him to do anything psychotic Like tell me mm-hmm. I haven't seen your car outside your house in a while Are you doing okay Excuse me Why are you looking at my car outside my house Consistently enough That you said you haven't seen it in a while This is a problem his mom lives up the street. He said one day, oh, my mom said she did. She saw you the other day. Excuse me, why does your mom know where I live? We didn't even date uh, Like We didn't date for real. Why does your mother know that? This is not good. So, anyway, he is separated from his wife. And so he's living with his mother. And he was um. Doing t- team too much And I was like, oh my god You have to leave me alone Please stop calling me, stop talking to me Please stop texting me, oh my god I Had to block him, finally Because he really was like I don't understand why you do this to me You know I love you You know I've been in love with you forever You know, I wish that CJ was my child You know, Boy, don't make me kill you You're crazy. Something's wrong with you.
0: Oh, God.
1: Yeah, I'm crazy.
0: So is this the the dark hole that we've fallen into dating after 30?
1: Can we talk about the black hole of dating after 35? Because dating after 30 was not this damn bad. Dating after 35 has been terrible. After 30, I was fine. (laughs) I was cool after 30. 35 because it's either that or the old men. Not old, old, the 40s men who act like 20-year-olds. That's terrible. Like, why are we doing this? You're 45. You're supposed to be able to, like, get down to hours you in six months. But clearly that's not the case. Today, today, going out with this guy, we go out maybe once every two weeks, once every three weeks. We don't go out a whole bunch it's cool, we enjoy each other. Done no more than have a peck. It's like it's cool. Enjoy each other's company. He likes to do the things I like to do. Fine. And of course here comes CJ. And he says to me, What's wrong, son? Come on, back to your room. I'll go with you. Um, he says to me today, Is it a problem that I'm cool with um your ex? And I'm like, my my ex, who are you referring to? Which ex? No ex. A person I dealt with, meaning slept with, three times. We not exes. We didn't go on dates. What are you referring to, sir? So the person (laughs) told him that we were exes that we used to date. Why are we having this conversation? You know why he told him that? Because he saw me, saw him texting me because they were sitting together smoking cigars. And he saw him texting me. So he decided to tell him that he was my ex. I said, who runs and tells that? We were sleeping together. Occasionally. We didn't date. I was fuming. The guy didn't care because he's a grown-ass man. He just was telling, telling me that, you know, he asked me if I had an issue with it. I certainly do not, because that was not my ex,
0: and I'm pissed that he said so. I I just I'm just uh, I'm just fed up by the whole men thing in general. You know, my tolerance has always been low. You know, I uh, Honey, uh, my problem is I don't like no damn body ever. So I just don't like people.
1: I just don't like them. This well, see, the and that's
0: my problem too. I don't. I don't like people enough to spend to like time around them like that. And then when I do, they always end up being screwed up. Put up a great front for and fool a lot of people. Like not just me, you know what I mean. And uh, it's just so annoying.
1: Yeah, that's my thing. I don't like new people. I told somebody the other day, I said, you know, it takes a lot for me to like somebody enough to want to not spend time with my friends and spend time with them. I don't like anybody that much. I'd rather go running the streets with Tracy and we could go to Grand Lux and eat and go to Ross and buy lotion.
0: And buy lotion. (laughs) do.
1: This is what you and do now lotion. when you get old. You go to Ross and you buy lotion. You buy hemp lotion and you buy Dr. Bronner's soap, and you know that sort kind of short stuff.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we had a damn oh, that's going to be my. That's going to be my status update. This is what you do when you get old. You go to Ross you and can you buy me. some lotion. <laughs>
1: you go to Ross, you buy lotion and Dr. Bronner's soap, and then you go have lunch with cocktails. That's what you do on a Sunday. This is my, this is that is my consistent Sunday. Every Sunday, I drop CJ off at his dad's after church, and I go shopping and go eat with my friends. This is what I and it's what I want to do. I don't even want to go out on dates with boys. This is a problem. I have to tell the guys I've today. I never right, wanted we to go.
0: Right before I called in,
1: I had to tell this guy that he, so he has a vasectomy. So this is a problem because I told him I wanted another baby. I was like, so I guess, you know, this is an issue because I would like to have another baby. And so therefore, you know, we can't be, you know, anything because you have a vas- vasectomy. Clearly, this is, we're not on the same page. And he's like, so why can't we just like deal with each other until you meet the person that you want to be with? I said, because.
0: I'm not going to waste my time. You're, you're going to block me from to said- that person. Not even that.
1: You're going to like me. Here's the problem. You like me. And I actually like him. He's an interesting guy. Like, I have a conversation. He doesn't piss me off. This is good. But the problem is, you're going to like me, and I know the sex will be good enough that you're going to get pissed off, and then you're going to want it to be a relationship. But then I will have already emotionally disconnected from you, and this is going to be a problem because I'm not going to give a shit. Because you said that you just want to deal with each other, and, you know, so when it comes down six months down the line, and now you're like, so why can't we be together? Because you don't want no babies, and then you're going to be upset. He was like, that sounds like what men do. I said, yes, I know. That wasn't really my intent, but that's just kind of how it is. Why go into a relationship and waste all this time with somebody who is not what you want? You don't have no babies? I would like to have baby. Clearly, we could, you know, figure this out in six months, or we could just go ahead and say it now. What's the confusion? Poor thing, he's sad. <laughs> Him sad? He is sad. He was very sad. He was like, I kind of don't understand why I still want to talk to you. Like, why I cut you off yet? I said, I don't know why you haven't cut me off because I sure have texted you. I'm very confused. I thought we were we had established this, sir. You text me the other day talking about you miss me. And I'm like, what? No, I do not. I do not miss you. Just so I don't many, miss people.
0: So many, there's so many broken men out here. It, God, it's, it's yes. Just, They're just destroyed, horribly sad people. They
1: are. They either sad. don't have
0: themselves together mentally or financially, or it's just it's just not. And, you know, I'm not perfect. You know what I mean? But... I'm not, I'm not willing to entertain, fool, entertain foolishness. They're willing to. Yes. Well, you know, I'm not together, but I do want to spend time with you. Well, what? What? Well, no. Get the hell out of here! Like, but you, you know what though? What I found time? though,
1: which I appreciate a little more now, is that men won't lie about having a girlfriend no more. They got a check. They say so. Cool problem is that some women think that they can like you know make him leave this chick and be with you and that sort of thing. That's just retarded. But like now they, nowadays they literally look at you no I not want but mm. no I do not want to be your side chick, sir. Nope, I don't I
0: don't operate that way. Now oh, listen, I have there's, a so, there's a bunch of there's a bunch of side chicks that survive longer than their main relationships. Let's be honest.
1: Honey I have a – so one of my best guy friends wants to be in a polygamous relationship. He would actually like for me to be in this polygamous relationship, and I've strongly considered it because at this point I'm kind of like over the dating thing. I just want somebody to take care of me and CJ and pay for my bills and shit. So I've, kind of, I've, I've like, seriously been like, hmm, can I work with that? I mean, I don't even want to sleep with you. I just want you to pay the bills. Give me a house living, you know, that sort of stuff. Do all the man stuff except for the sex. I don't even need that right now. It's been quite long enough. I'm cool. (laughs) But he is, now he is one of the people who will say, I want to have more than one wife. He probably actually needs more than one wife. He needs, he needs caretakers. He's like Kelly. You know how Kelly needs people to help him because he just don't be doing right? You know, Kelly. Mm -hmm. You know the